Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. That's the job of the government, is it not? Yeah. But it's us that still go out, walk for lungs away, pay for all the taxes, pay for absolutely everything. I've not seen any guards. I've seen more parking enforcement officers than I've seen guards. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to not be myself. And there's nobody going to take that from me. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96FM. Yeah, that Ironman story, uh, we're three or four days in now, and it's the families are mourning the deaths of the two men and their circles are mourning them and the first funeral I think happens on on Thursday and it's fair to say that we know even less today than we knew yesterday on Monday we had the details as we understood them of what had happened and who had died Tuesday we'd had that bombshell statement Monday night about the uh, inspection on Sunday morning by Triathlon Ireland and their statement to say they hadn't sanctioned the event. Then we have a row going on between them and the organisers of Ironman as to when they hurt. It's all just with each day there are more questions to be asked. I, I look at it again later in, in the morning um, but I do want to bring this to your attention there is a vigil, a silent candlelight vigil for the late Brendan Walls and Ivan Chittenden taking place tomorrow night, Thursday the 24th. It'll take place at Green Park in Yall at 7 o'clock. Please bring a candle or a torch and that vigil in memory of of the two men. As I said, it's something we'll return to during the morning. If we can add any more to the ongoing developing story. Do you know I heard something across the, the summertime people talking about our cashless society and and whether we would eventually end up completely cashless and I was voicing the opinion that I I don't believe we ever should I think the day we lose the choice is, is the day we lose an awful lot and then someone in the same conversation who would actually be older than me said yeah PJ but you know the way the view of the world now is that cash is for old people and and young people anybody under 30 is gone happily cashless and doesn't care if they never saw a euro note again. I, I, that, I, that bothers me. 
that does bother me if that is the case. The NCT then have thrown their hat in the ring this week with the announcement that they're going cashless. Now, I don't know whether you can still pay cash at an NCT counter because it's one of those things I would pay for with my card. But they've taken any choice away. So within a few weeks, stroke months, when you're booking your NCT, you'll have to pay in full online when you're booking you can send in a postal order if you don't have a card you can send in a bank draft or a bank transfer if you don't actually have a card but you can no longer I think you can no longer even pay at the counter with a card once this happens and you certainly can't arrive to pay the balance or to pay for your test in cash and a lot of people unhappy about that I'll talk to Dennis in a while who's really unhappy about it now Dennis is no fan of the NCT but he's really unhappy about this. Claude, come back to where I started that conversation. This idea that cash is for old people and and real money now is digital money. Um, you'd be younger than me. Do you think cash is for old people? Good morning, Claude. Hey, PJ. I think what it is, is we grew up in a society where we were paid by cash. You know, you'd get your little brown envelope with all the notes and coins in it at the end of the week for your wages. And kids now, they've never had that. It's always been the bank, you know? So they've never really had that feeling of having the cash in your hand. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know? And they work without it quite happily. They use their watch, they use their phone, they use their card. They go out on Saturday night yeah. without without a, a brass farthing in, in their pockets. They're okay with that. But how do you feel about the move towards cashless in general? I completely disagree with it. Just because for me, I think there's a time and a place for both. We do need both. But the main concern for me is the traceability, that if everything that you're doing, you're doing with your cars, there will become a time and a day when you're going for a loan or you're going for a mortgage and they will see exactly how much that you've spent in Reardon's in the last month, exactly how much you've spent in River Island in the last month. Every single detail of your life, they'll be able to see every single penny that you're earning. Like you will have no privacy whatsoever with the comings and goings of your own cash. And that scares me the most about it. That's interesting because I have in my hand a set of figures released by AIB only in the last 24 hours, Claude, where they looked at card spending, just AIB now, across the month of July. And I'll go through the things that they know about our spending habits a bit later, but it, yeah. it casts some light on what you say. They know how we're spending our money. They know how much we're spending on a few pints, how much we're spending on the health club, how much we're spending on sweets. Now, they tell us all that's anonymized and that they don't really care about how much you're spending. You don't agree? I don't. I think it'll become like China, you know, the social currency that actually will all have social currency. And if a bank sees that you don't really spend your money in a way that they see is the right way to do it, then your score, your social score within the bank will be significantly reduced because they'll be like, oh no, that person, you know, clearly drinks a lot, clearly wastes a lot of money on clothes or makeup or jewellery or, you know, whatever that they're spending that money on. And Mm. I think that's really scary because I know years and years ago, facial recognition and all that was, you know, outrageous. But now in China, it it is happening Mm. is going on. There is such thing as social scoring people. And the more they know about you, the more that they can do it and the more control they can have over you. Now, I know that's really like 
Well, it's out there. It's an out there. So early in the morning, but (laughs) it is a possibility, and you kind of do need to think about it, you know. And I also love going to car boot sales. Mm. Imagine that, you know, you'd have no cash to pay at a car boot sale, or you'd have even homeless people. You know, I love to pop some money in a cup for them if I have the coins on me. I very rarely do now, or even the charities around at Christmas. If no one has cash, then how are these people? going to continue on with their day-to-day lives, you know? Yeah, yeah. No tooth fairy, for example. Yes. Oh, my God. Although I hope I don't be losing any teeth no, at this t- point t- in my the life. The tooth but... fairy can't be tapping <laughs> the child's pillow, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't want to see cash to... Like, I don't know, you go out Saturday night. Um, do, would you have cash in your wallet going out? Yes, always. Yeah. I have both. Just in case, yeah. just in case I spend more than I intend to, but I do bring cash in the hopes that I will spend that cash only. And if you went into a bar or a restaurant or a shop and you found that it's card only, how do you feel about that? Um, if I was at the point where I could leave, like I hadn't ordered food or edit or whatever, I would leave because I don't think it's right. It's legal tender. I don't understand how legally any premises can refuse cash. It is money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Something is uh, that hospitality workers. Now, when myself and, and, and Queen Bee are out for a bite, one of us will always say, going in, I have a bit of cash for the tip. You know. Exactly. Because I don't like tipping on the card. I don't like this cyber tipping. I, I want to give money to the person that, that served me and did a good job. Do you know? Yeah. And also, I feel like it's a trust issue. You're thinking, are they actually getting it? What's really happening? Do they know I've paid that tip for them? You know, I feel, yeah, if you've got the cash, you can hand it to them personally. It's nicer and you feel like, no, look, you were what you did was great. It was a great job. Here you go. Whereas, like you said, if you're paying with the card, it's not the same. Now, as you know, Claude, I wouldn't be much of a fellow for frequenting beauticians. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but I'm told that in some beauticians' places and parlours now, they actually have an app where you can tip the person who looked after you. Would you trust? Oh, well, I wouldn't even good. trust that. I wouldn't even trust that. Oh, well, if everybody within the salon had access to the app and they could see exactly what was happening, that would be great. But I am a beautician as well, trained, and I worked for years That's in Island Hair and Beauty. Yeah. yeah, and the girls there, the hairdressers and the beauticians, you know, if you were doing a leg wax for somebody and it was 16 euros, sometimes someone would just give you the 20. Yes. And those tips could save your week, you know. If you were having a really poor week, that little bit of extra cash in your hand could get you through. You know? thing. Sim- simple thing. You get paid on Friday. You broke on Thursday. The couple of tips exactly. is the bread and milk and cheese on the way home. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, there's just, you, there's not enough to be said for keeping on to cash. It's a disgrace that people can run businesses and say they do not accept cash. The Minister for Finance just, spoke to us here a, a few weeks ago now. I must try and dig the audio out. He said that he's minded to let, he might, if necessary, he might legislate to make sure that when you go into, say, the beauticians or the hairdressers or the cafe next door for coffee and a muffin, that they have to accept cash up to a certain level, say 50 quid. How would you feel about that? Um, I think it should be cash no matter how much the amount. If you have the cash in your hand, okay. you should be able to pay with cash. What about people who don't like banks? And more and more, I'm becoming one of those people myself. Oh, yeah. And people who 
actually keep all their cash, which is a terrible thing to do inside your house. But there are people who do do that and they should be allowed to do that. It's their money and they should be able to pay in whatever way is legal. Dola, thank you. Good to talk to you. Wait, one eight ninety six, ninety six, ninety six. No, it just struck me that conversation that I had recently with a person. Was that a party? A person who's actually older than me. I said, PJ, cash is for old people now. And this guy went on to tell me he'd be three or four years older than me. He said, I haven't actually held cash in my hand physically in over a year. I don't need to. And I thought, yeah, whether you need to or not, you know. Like, here's the thing. Although I've noticed in airports, it's become damn near impossible. But when I go on holidays or when I go traveling anywhere, even if I'm away on a business weekend or have to go somewhere, travel to a meeting, fly to a meeting, doesn't happen these days, but you know yourself, what I'm getting at, right? Always, always, always inside in the, inside in the folder with my passport is a 50-euro note. Always. Uh, and I encourage my, my daughter when she's traveling and I encourage anybody who knows me when they're traveling, put 50 euro into your passport because you could be caught somewhere without a sovereign in your pocket. You could lose your card. You could not be able to access your bank. If you have 50 quid in your passport or in your wallet, you can always get a sandwich. You can always get a taxi. Oh wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. The NCT thing. I'm going to get into that in more detail with Dennis in a second. Dennis doesn't like the NCT anyway, <laughs> and he'd have no crowns at me saying that. But I'll talk to him. Yeah, but just I mentioned that with with Cloda, and it's just appropriate that AIB issued a set of figures. Now they issued them in the last week or so, um, looking at how we spent our money. In the month of July, those of us, I am, those of us who are AIB customers and have cards with AIB, how did we spend our money on card in the month of July? And they're able to tell us that spending in the pubs and off-license was down 2%. Here in Cork, it was down 5%. Spending on fast food was up 7% compared to last year. Uh, hotels were up 3% compared to last year. The fact that Barbie and Oppenheimer came out in the same month and the weather was crap, they were able to tell us that there was a 132% increase in spending at the cinema. Taylor Swift and Coldplay, massive surge in spending on concert tickets. Now, they stress in their press release that this was compiled from 70 million transactions which were anonymized. So they don't know that PJ Coogan spent 40 quid in the pub or the restaurant or the shop. They, they, they don't know it was me. But they know that somebody spent 40 quid on fast food. And Claude's point is they are going to know everything we're spending and spending it on what? And how we're spending it. And it's look, it's a bit out there to be looking at things like social social engineering and stuff in China. But there is this mad conspiracy theory that if the bank doesn't like the way you're spending your money, uh, when you want to go and spend it, you can find it limited. It's mad conspiracy theory. But there you go. Oh, yeah. On Friday, 28th July, that was the highest spending day 
in the month of July with AIB customers, which was probably payday for most people. The lowest spending day was Sunday 23rd, which you can imagine. There's a lot more month, money month left than there's money. So people were broke. The hotel sector recorded an increase. It's just, is there something in what Cloda is saying? Would they be able to watch us? Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Join the conversation. This is the opinion line with Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over thirty five years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox ninety six FM. Let me show you what it's all about. Simon Murdoch and the best music mix. Weekdays from midday on Cork's 96FM. Be with me in the afternoon for the biggest names. Hi, Ed Sheeran here. What's happening, everybody? It's Tom Gwennon. This is Dua Lipa. I'm always good for brilliant giveaways and we'll have the chats as well. I mean, at the end of the day, myself and yourself, we're the same. Our favourite thing to do at the weekend is... It's your As I said earlier, the most important, right? Salt and vinegar, loads of it. Battered sausage and potato pie, yes, please. Large chips, thank you. Yeah, and I'm not sharing. Let me show you what it's all. Simon Murdoch, midday to 4 p.m. With Atlantia Clinical Trials. Get paid to advance science by joining a study at their Blackpool Clinic. See AtlantiaClinicalTrials.com for more. On Cork's 96FM. The NCT story broke in the last couple of days. Now, according to the examiner, the latest is that the Department of Transport is looking into it and, and the Road Safety Authority is also looking into it, but but as we speak, the NCT has announced that they are going cashless over the next couple of months and that you'll have to pay, prepay for your test in full before you take it, long before you take it. I think what they do these days is you pay, is it you pay a deposit or, or you book and you pay at the centre? That's gone now, that's all gone. You'll be booking online, you have to pay in full, you can pay by card, you can pay by postal order, who uses them anymore? You can pay by bank transfer, but you can't pay with cash, NCT going cashless. Dennis, you are far from happy about it. Good morning. Uh, Good morning to everybody who's listening and to Um, The point I raised there with you the other day regarding monopolies. Oh, yes, uh, you were on yes. before. Yeah. I was on before. The NCT is a monopoly, and it means they can do whatever they want, and you can't vote with your feet because you can't go any other place. Now, if you go into a shop and you want to buy, as I do, Vodafone, a bit of credit, 20 euros on the phone, and the shop says, sorry, we only were cashless. As I have done in the past, I said, fine, keep your card. And I go down to the post office and I pay my 20 euros. Mm-hmm. Now, the NCT, they can't even give you an NCT for nine months, as I've experienced. Now they're telling you that, yeah, your money is no good here. And as a consumer, you can't take your business any other where else. I see your point. If you want to live in a cashless world, then that's fine. But if you don't and you want to get someone to test your car, you can't. Correct. Because this monopoly, this Spanish company, has been brought into Ireland. And well, they were awarded the contract, Dennis, after a tendering process. That's how these things work, just for the sake of balance. like. Yes, correct. But then you have no choice. 
you are now dealing with this company. Prior to that, you could go to a DOE centre mm. or a garage, and if they didn't give you good service, you could say, okay, mate, I'm not coming back here the next time. I'm going some other place. Now, you're not getting good service from the NCT at the minute where you have to wait nine months, and now you can't pay cash to them. The next thing they're going to do is, and mark my words, they're going to stick up the price. And you won't be able to do anything well, about it. Well, that's contracted. The price is contracted, I think, for a certain period of time, and they have to go back to the government for permission to raise the price, I think. Yes, OK, I can't argue that point, because I, I didn't sign the contract. Mm. Nor would I give the monopoly to somebody. Now, we should have some fat civil servants sitting in an office someplace that look after monopoly. We mm. should have a commission in this country. And is this crowd a monopoly or not? And I'm saying they are. That's one argument, and you've made that... Yes, I have. With, Nobody seems to do anything about it. We've, we've had, had that money, But with regard to the refusal to take cash, yes. and, and I'm the first one to say, I want the choice. More and more places, more and more entities are taking that choice away from us. Correct. And the only chance you have at the minute is to say, well, I am not dealing with that shop if you don't take cash. And you go some other place. You cannot have that choice now with a monopoly. They're saying, hey, pal, it's cashless and you can't do anything about it. Now, the Minister for Finance was interviewed a couple of months ago by my colleague in the newsroom, Katie, and it was, it was put to him, is it time to protect cash like, say, Italy have done and other places are thinking about doing? And the Minister did say that he is supportive of business being transacted through cash. Are you suggesting perhaps some member of government should turn around to the NCT and say, actually, you're not going cashless? Correct. Straight away, they should have been told, this is not a cashless society. The euro should be accepted when you present it as a form of payment. It's a fundamental right that a person should be able to pay cash and if the government sees any place where it's not functioning, they should bring a line or tell these people. As I said, Michael McGrath has been well disposed to at least thinking about that in the interview he gave to Katie a while back. I'd be very much, just broaden the, the conversation for a minute, Dennis, I'd be very much, I'm just back from holidays, and everywhere I went, you could pay with cash or you could pay with card. I didn't see anywhere that refused cash. I saw a few places that refused card, but I didn't see anywhere that refused cash. I personally, as an individual, like the choice. Do you, just as a, as a punter, do you think that choice should be legally protected for me? I do. The state was set up by individuals who gave their lives for this country. And we can't have people coming along willy-nilly. The currency that's recognised by the state we're not accepting it. And the government should step in it. And I should say, I pay with my card or with my phone rather a lot. Yes. But by the very same token, I'd like to dip into my wallet and pay for something with cash. And I feel, again, I'm broadening the discussion for anyone who wants to, to contact us, I demand the choice. Yes. Now, you can listen to McGrath and all these. We countries full of great talkers. But we have very little doers. The NCT is the latest yeah. body to go cashless or to it signal is. its intention to go yeah. cashless. And I think yeah. you, you feel, Dennis, it's time to step for somebody in authority to step in and say, 
No, yes. you're not doing that. This is the line, and you're not crossing it. Now, don't hold your breath, CJ. Hmm. But that's what should to, should take place. And shops, when you go into a shop and you have money in your pocket, you should be able to pass the money over the counter. What is the legitimate currency of this country? The euro, absolutely. The euro. But it's in the interest of the banks and everybody to get a cashless society, and then you're going to find there's going to be a big hacker get into these crowds someday, and they'll bring the system tumbling down. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be left there with that you can't spend your money. Dennis, the NCT is where we started, but yes. it's it's a broad topic. We've it discussed is. it many times, and I we think with, now with a, a, such a, a large organisation as NCT going cashless, whether we want it or not, you're saying, I think, very clearly, it's yes. time for someone to put up the hand and go, stop. Stop. Stop this nonsense. Dennis, thank you. Thank you, PJ. I don't know whether you agree with them or not. Stop this nonsense. Uh, there's a lot of support out there for just the right to hold on to cash in your wallet. Anna, morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? I'm I'm well. Do you think I opened the program by saying someone said to me, someone older than me said, cash is for old people. Do you think? Look, uh, uh, there's a really easy, interesting statistic that says uh, if you have 50 euros and as your friend was on earlier, you give it to your beautician and then she goes into the shop and pays it and then the person who delivers the vegetables gets the 50 euros. After 10 transactions, that cash is still 50 euros. Mm-hmm. And after 10 transactions with your card, that 50 euros is now worth a fiver because 45 euros has gone to bank fees. And I know it's difficult to go to the ATM. It's a little bit inconvenient to take out cash. Is it though, Anna? Really? Well, I think it is. And as you were saying, for younger people, I think it is. But if people don't go to the ATM and pay their local uh, shops and uh, beauticians and restaurants and bars in cash, everywhere is going to be cashless. And the only people who are going to get rich are, are the banks. Mm. And you've got to stop the banks getting richer and taking all the money out of our economy on bank fees. I've no issue with a person wanting to pay cash or card. I I pay both myself. I carry cash in my wallet and I carry cards in my wallet and I have a card on my phone. Likewise. But but I want... My biggest issue is with the choice being taken away from me. Is that what's important to you? Absolutely. But, you know, I see my daughter and all of herself and her friends, their card, tap, tap, tap. And the other thing is, they don't feel, you know, when you've got a 50 in your pocket or a 20 and you put it across the counter, like you feel the pain of, you know, passing over your cash. It makes you a little bit more spend aware. The young people, they just tap and tap and tap and tap. And I guess it just doesn't feel maybe real or, you know, it's just, Easy, easy to spend. Consumerism is going up, materialism is going up because they've made it so easy. Mm. I was out with a friend of mine actually not far, not long after I came back from holidays and I had cash in my wallet and sat up at the counter on two bar stools and I called two pints and put a 50 up on, up on the counter. And back came the, the shards of what was left. And I goes, oh. <laughs> Exactly. But I know exactly what you mean. Like you exactly. get shrapnel these days, you know. Yeah, no, but, exactly. but but if that's coming out of my phone, it doesn't. It doesn't feel. You don't even feel, feel the same. You're no, right. You're it right. doesn't. <laughs> Anna, thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six.
John on the NCT itself, cashless or not. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. You, you wanted to talk I, about the NCT and, and getting getting yeah. appointments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to book uh, an appointment for my wife's car in January, right? And uh, I went through the NCT system and they gave me an appointment for September. I couldn't believe it, right? And uh, I went uh, I went out to, to uh, I, I actually cancelled this about a month ago and they gave me an appointment two weeks later. I, I said, look, I'll take a cancellation. I'll go out any time to you, right? And I got a cancellation in April two weeks later. But I went out and uh, the lady at the, at the counter outside there, I said, I said to her, look, why do we have to wait nine months? Oh, we're so busy, right? Well, I said, isn't that strange? Because I said, I have a car in Spain that I take for an NCT there are no appointments in Spain. It's the same company that we're talking about. Oh, okay. There are no appointments. The charge is the exact same. You just drive in. So last, in, in June, my car was due uh, for an NCT in Spain. So I drove out to my NCT centre, which is about the same equivalent from Blarney, to, from Cork City to Blarney. And I arrived out there and I was I timed this now PJ. Right, I went in. I handed over the paperwork. I paid my card. I paid my card, mm. and I was coming out the gate of that NCT centre twenty-three minutes later. Good to go. Good to go. Right. But how so did they, how I, did they get around the demand side of it, John? Well, it, the demand manages itself. From the point of view was that. If I drive up to the NCT... No, this has never happened to me, right? But if I drove up to the NCT centre and there was a queue a half mile long, would you stay in the queue? No. Yourself, no. teacher? No. Of course not. So I have to manage... The people going for their NCTs manage their own time. What What does it cost? What does it cost this, this company to manage the appointment system? And they're not doing it very well. Mm. And the lady, I, I wasn't aware, John. Thank you for that. I wasn't aware it was the same company, does it? Yes, the same. It's the same. It's a Spanish company that has the NCT contract for Ireland. Applus. And and if uh, I, look, I, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this for years in Spain. And I, I, I'd say no more. I'd say the longest I've ever been waiting would be maybe half an hour or an hour. The lady, the lady in Blarney turned around and said to me, look, she said, that wouldn't work for us. I said, well, why not? And she said, I said, it works for Spain. But she says it wouldn't work because we wouldn't know what our workload was on the day. You know? I said, yeah, very simple. I said, you have the same level of staff. You look out your door. You, you can see what's, what's ahead of you there and then. People will make up their own minds when they want to, whether they want to wait for you or not. Mm-hmm. And she also made the point, that, you know, that um, how many NCT centres near me? I said, I have two. And I said, I, I've used both. And it might suit me that if I was going into a place called Terra and going in shopping, and I might go to their NCT centre oh, yeah. instead. And, and it's the same thing. And well, this is down the Alicante region. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. And so what we're, what we're talking about here is they have two NCT centres out there. And one is in Pilar. And the other one is in Terebiecle, which is almost the equivalent to Bandon and Blarney. Yes. Do you yes. know? And yes, we can drive in there and drive out and it's the exact same service. Now, yes, I have to say, yeah. I, I have to say, I timed 
uh, I timed our NCT test in Blarney uh, last week. And uh, in fairness to them, uh, it, it, they got the car out in similar time. Yeah. Once once they started. Oh, getting in there, it's quick enough and efficient enough. Yeah. And everything. You'll be in and out in 40 minutes once you're in the front door, or yeah, even yeah, less sometimes. You are. Just getting in the flipping door and getting and getting on the list and getting an appointment. John, thank you. There's something I didn't know, though. The same company does it in Spain, and they don't have an appointment system. You just turn up, and if there's a, va- a vacancy, there's a vacancy. They'll tell you how long you'll be waiting, and all that. Well, I'm, I'm only waiting now for someone to say, ah, yeah, but PJ, stop talking about Spain as if we... Why? If it works there with the same company, why doesn't it work here? Dave... Quick point from you. Good morning. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? The question there would be, uh, what happens if the bank goes on strike? They've done it before, and they cut us all. What happens then? Money, no money, you know. Everybody that that had cash, it just ran out. That was the end of that. You went begging. That's right. That's right. So you're saying... I'll leave you with that one. In a cashless world, what happens if the banks go on strike? Yeah, the, the bag of Japanese gold teeth from the Second World War will be out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, oh, I'll leave you alone, right? <laughs> I'll have that image in my head for the rest of the morning. Thank you. Quick point there from Dave. 0818 96 Paying in full or part for the NCT is the right way to go, says Johnny, because it stops people cancelling at the last minute. Valid point, Johnny. I think it's 23 quid you pay when you book and then you pay the rest on the day. And and yes, I think that's how it is. But the point being made here, Johnny, is the balance on the day should be acceptable in cash. It should be acceptable in cash. Dennis's very important point about the NCT is they're the only company doing it. They've made this decision, if you don't like it, tough. And over in Spain, to add to it, we had John saying the same company does the same thing in Spain. No appointment system. Just turn up and they'll tell you how long you'll be waiting. 0818969696. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Coach 96 FM. Win a pair of Apple AirPods with Quartz 96FM. Just take our 10-minute music survey and you're in the draw. Tell us the tunes you'd listen to on repeat and what songs we should delete. Win your very own Apple AirPods. Give it a go right now. Find the link on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or c96fm.ie. Let us bring in a, a, a voice of a man who's generally a rock of sense with regard to all things money. And he's rarely given us a bum steer. In fact, I can't remember if he's ever done it in the entire history of the opinion line. I speak of John Lowe, the money doctor. John, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Nice to talk to you again. And you, my friend. So many people are uncomfortable with the move towards cashless by the NCT and in general. Start with the NCT. Well, NCT uh, have introduced uh, a no-cash basis uh, application for your, um, your, your car test. Um, and I actually think the vast majority, PJ, of applications that are going through at the moment are online. 
you can't put cash through online, so you have to use either your IBAN and big number or your credit card, debit, visa card, or even your Revolut. So uh, it, it's a fait accompli. I, I've just come back from uh, London this weekend. I was at, uh, fortunate enough to be at the Tottenham United game. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I arrived, I was told Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is a cashless stadium. I had brought £100 sterling um, as, as kind of, you know, for, for pocket money type of thing. I, I wasn't able to spend it at all, anywhere. <laughs> How did you and, feel and, about that, John? Uh, I'm very happy. I, I have to say, I'm probably one of the few people, um, and I am over 60, <clears throat> you know, um, that embraced IT. I always did, always have. I mean, I, I change my phone every two years. Uh, so I, I, I can't even remember, PJ, the last time I actually took the cards out of my little pouch that I have to, that house my uh, Visa debit, my Revolut, my credit card. Uh, my, you know, used to have a, a, a check card at one stage. That, that's gone, mm. the check card itself. But um, it, it, I've, I've embraced it, and, and I'll put it down to one word, convenience. Everything is about convenience. It's, has, it's hassle-free. Uh, no matter where I go, you know, you're, you're, you, uh, and again, in the Tottenham Hospital Stadium, it was very hassle-free. You just tapped your phone. Mm. And, and if, if, you, if you didn't have it on your Apple Pay or your Google Pay, um, then you, you have your card and you could just tap your card. I, I actually don't really see what the... I mean, Age Concern came out and said there's 300,000 people over the age of 60 who've never accessed the Internet. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure about that, number one, um, whether that's just through apathy on their part or whether it's through the fact that they haven't got the opportunity or, to, or the need to do this. And I, I'm, I'd be very surprised if people who are over 60 and who have a car... Uh, don't have somebody who can arrange um, their car to be tested and, and to go through the NCT. What about, in in the case of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, John, I personally, I'd be a sports fan, I personally would have felt quite aggrieved if I'd gone to the ATM, taken out £100, and here I am inside in a stadium, and someone is telling me, actually, no, you can't spend that in here. It's legal tender. My yeah, problem well, is, is the removal of choice, John. Yeah, it is legal tender, and and you're absolutely right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, the only inconvenience was that I went, I came back with a hundred pounds sterling. Um, that was the only inconvenience where I, I, I was concerned. And um, will I be going back to London or UK again? Yes, I will, and I'll probably mm. bring have that with me when I, when I go back. But. You know, by 2031, PJ, we will have a cashless society. Now, I do feel sorry for the likes of charities, uh, for people who, who unfortunately are, are out on the street and, and, and begging. Um, although somebody said to me, which I, I, I found a little bit difficult, to, to uh, that, that this particular lady said that she didn't believe that, you know, 90% of those people who are begging are genuine. Now, that's another day's work, but I, I still but, yeah. have an empathy for anybody who's out in the cold and, and, and begging. But they, they, they survive on cash and, and coins, and if, if they're not available any longer. One of the benefits, though, of a cashless society is that you go down to your, your, your corner, and if you are into drugs, which I'm not, um, you can't expect your drug dealer to have a card reader. Not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. So you know, the 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 main thing about uh, I mean, I was one of the first people in in the kind of South Dublin area forty years ago to actually be given an email address, PJ. Well, mm-hmm. it was actually thirty years ago, thirty one years ago, and um, 
I mean, even before the banks, I was in first active at that point, uh, and I embraced that. I, as I said, I changed my phone every two years. Yeah. I've got the latest Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy photographs are unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I remember buying a, a, a video and a really expensive SLR, uh, the yeah. Yashica camera. Yeah. yeah. I haven't used it in 10 years. I, I remember carrying it. a briefcase around with all my gear in it. Now it's all in a phone. That's changed and we all understand that. Mm. We all embrace it, John. Mm. I'm just a little concerned by what you said a minute or two ago, that it's an inexorable fact that by mm. 2031, Ireland will be cashless. I personally, even though I use, I use my card, I use my phone, mm. all these things, I am personally very uncomfortable with the removal of that choice. You say it's convenient, I don't doubt that it is. I would put it to you, John, it's far more convenient for the bank and far more convenient well, for the vendor than it is for me. Absolutely right there, Peter, because it is a, 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 about money, actually, at the end of the day. I mean, the, uh, all the bank branches have reduced around. Bank of Ireland reduced their branch, branch network by, th- by one third. The credit unions have gone down. The post offices have reduced. Uh, and it is all about staffing at the end of the day. Staffing is the biggest cost of any of the, uh, of, of the banks. It's, it's a huge cost. It's, you know, like 60, could be 60, 70%. So if you can reduce the staff and then reduce them the need for people to go to a branch, uh, and then even the ATMs, believe it or not, 40 years ago was the first ATM in Ireland. And that was actually, mm. believe it or not, in Stillorgan. It was called Pass, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, and, and yes, and, there, and the Pass Cash, that's right, the Pass Cash, my gosh, now we're going back. Um, but, but they are uh, now, uh, as I said, even the ATMs are being reduced, you know, and that's not with, with the aid of a digger, I might add. Yeah. You know they're, they're actually voluntarily being being taken down because uh, there's not as much a need as there was for yeah. people to take but, cash but, out. But those, for example, those bank links, as we all call them, or drink links, or hole in the wall, they're being replaced now by private business ones, which don't charge a commission here. But when I was in Spain a couple of weeks ago, taking out my own money, I had to pay for the privilege of doing so. Are we going to end up paying yeah. for it here eventually? Well, that's why I say, and, and again, there's, there's also still that thing about um, security on cash. You know, people rob people for cash, you know, uh, and going to, to uh, you know, ATMs, you know, uh, there's also scams there, even on the ATMs themselves. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, it, what is the solution? I mean, uh, I have access to my credit card statements instantly i can find out i can i can go and do a payment and i can access it on my phone uh, what i've what i've just spent and i yeah. can see it yeah. so you know it's it's fantastic and, and in fairness oh, to look, the advantages john and i'm 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 with you the advantages are stacking up and every week there's a new reason to work online or work cashless there's a new yeah. there's a new positive but are you are you predicting for me and you, like i said you never give me a bum steer are you <laughs> predicting for me that we will lose the choice and we have no choice in the loss of that choice? I think that it's inevitable that we are going to go down. We, we won't be going down the crypto route, I can tell you that much. Mm. Uh, but I do think that, um, you know, the cashless where it's in your accounts and bank accounts and you're using your credit cards, your prepaid cards uh, and your debit visa cards and your IBAN and your big numbers, if, if you go into directly into a bank, they're going to be more and more uh, in vogue. Okay, John, always a pleasure. John Lowe, uh, the Money Doctor, author of the Money Doctor's uh, book every year and always worth it. Find any good bookshop.
I say this because John is a, an old pal of the show and I'm always happy to plug his book. It's it, You'll spend money on the book, but you'll actually save money if you read the book. Oh, wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. 96 96. Dennis is right, but the NCT is going to be even more customer unfriendly, says this one. They are, they're now looking at closing on Sundays. Uh, very few people have heard that. Bernie, people should have choice. I will never use a card. What about when the ATMs break down, says John in Cove. Morning, PJ. Young people would have more money if they only spent cash going cashless. It's causing poverty. People have no idea what they're spending. As for the NCT, everybody should pay with postal order. That's the same as cash, and they'll have to lodge it at the end of the day anyway. Karen says the driving license centre doesn't accept cash. Yeah, you see? But here's the prediction from John Lowe, the money doctor. By 2031, we will be cashless. He predicts we will be cashless. It's just going to happen. I, I'm... <laughs> I have immense time for John. I never in my life hoped he was wrong more than I more than I hope he's wrong today. Dermot, what would happen if the banks went on strike for a year? That actually did happen in Argentina. They survived, but it was desperate times. You had pictures in Time magazine of doctors rooting through bins for food. I wouldn't be keen on becoming even more dependent on the banks than we already are. It's one thing to say we offer technology to make things easier or do things you could never do before. But there's a a terrible drive on here now to ban or exclude people who don't want to embrace or dare not embrace technology. Maybe they won't be able to pay for things or they'll have to use it to apply for appointments. I agree with you wholeheartedly that there should be a choice. On the plane to Spain, we had to pay 6.40 for two coffees on the Alba Star. That was the airline. They wouldn't take cash were old people on board who'd no cards and it was terrible for them. I was on Ryanair. They don't take cash anymore. I don't think Aer Lingus take cash anymore. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but but it is what it is. I also discovered on Ryanair, maybe it was just the day I was travelling, but my Revolut card wouldn't work. My bank card did. I had money on my Revolut card for, saved up for the holidays, but they wouldn't take my Revolut card on, on Ryanair. I had to use my bank card. Maeve, I don't believe in a cashless society for many reasons, but the main one is people who are in coercive control. Now, this, this, Maeve, and I, I, I want to come back to this, and I'm very interested in this, and I'm, I'm quite taken by this. So I'm going to read it now and then come back to it again, Maeve. I don't believe in a cashless society for many, many reasons. The main one being people who are in coercive controlling relationships who have to account for every penny and they need to be able to have cash for themselves. That's an interesting one. That's one you wouldn't think about. God, we've hit a nerve this morning. We've hit a nerve. 0818 96 96 96. If you call now, you'll get in. Probably at the back of a queue against after Selena and Dee and Cullum and Brendan and Aaron because this one has touched a nerve. And I'm going to throw into it what the money doctor has just told me. That by 2031, this is a, a done deal. Um, let's remind ourselves again, thank you for doing this so quickly, Fergal. Let's remind us again of what uh, Minister Michael McGrath said 
um, when he was asked about it by by Katie earlier this year. It's only it's only a few years ago. I I I'll. I'll get it after the news, actually. We'll do that. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cork's 96 FM. The Two Grand Minute. Listen to play at 7.40 and 8.40 every day. I'm in love with the money. Answer 10 questions in 60 seconds to claim 2,000 euros. 2,000 euros. Lorraine and Ross in the morning. I'm getting money. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The money. On Cork's 96 FM. The lines are live. Hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM. If you missed the prediction that John Lowe, the money doctor, made just before 10 o'clock this morning about the cashless society. We will podcast that full interview very shortly after midday. But if we can grab the piece where he actually said it to me on air, um, shortly we will. And can get it back out of the out of the machine fast enough, we'll do that. If not, we will get the podcast up afterwards. But the money doctor, John Lowe, author of the annual Money Doctor book and a man, like I said, in many, many years being on this program has never given us a bum steer financially in any direction. John has predicted this morning that by 2031, Ireland will be, for the most part at least, cashless. It's it's just going to happen. And he was... John is very much in favour of it and and he he lays his cards on the table there. He's got no problem with it. But that's the prediction that by 2031 we will be cashless. We told you about an interview, uh, I've been quoting it for for a while now, that Michael McGrath did with Katie in the 96 of M newsroom a few weeks back now where she asked him to address the inexorable move towards cashlessness. There are issues here around uh, inclusion, around ensuring that you know some older people, many of them are highly digital, digitally literate, but others prefer to use you know more traditional methods of payment such as cash. So I'm very conscious at the moment. You know we have in a lot of bank branches close. We have a lot of ATM machines that are uh, controlled by independent operators that are essentially not regulated at the moment. Um, the care and maintenance of those seems to be very patchy. They need to be regulated and they need to be maintained to a certain standard. We are going to bring in. Uh, rules here through legislation about ensuring that there is an adequate system of access to cash and that people will be allowed to use cash. Okay, that's the intention of the Minister for Finance. To start with, now Dee and Colm, I'll get to you and Brendan. If you want to get in at 0818969696, call me now and we'll get you into the queue. Selena, your thoughts, good morning. Good morning, PJ, how are you? Very well. Cashless um, Society, yes or no? Okay, I, I, it's just two points you made that are excellent. Again, it should be about choice. Mm. I mean, a choice is very, very important. And a second thing is, I know when I go lately, I prefer to use cash daily because mm. when I'm tapping, I'll go 
and look and go, have I spent all that money? Where if I physically have a 50 euro, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts to hand over and look and go, that has just, you know, it, 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 it teaches me respect for money. So, again, and the other thing what I do now is, I, I'm not rude, but if I go somewhere and if it doesn't matter where and they just say we don't accept cash, I'll just very calmly say, OK, I'll take my business elsewhere. Yeah. You see a sign now when you're going into a, some premises. Yeah, Correct. Card only. Do you just turn on your heel and go? To be honest, half the time I don't even see the signs because I'm probably rushing. And then they will say to me, oh, there is a sign. And then... I'll go, okay, no, I will apologise if I haven't seen it, but I'll still say, well, okay, I'm taking, you know, my business elsewhere. Now, if that's something you can buy in the next shop around the corner, fine, but what if it isn't? Um, To be honest, it hasn't happened yet to me that I've had to take... Now, don't get me wrong, I I will use my card for holidays or if I'm booking a flight. Yeah, so you're not opposed to using your card? No, no, no. No, I'm not, but I like the choice. I still like using cash. I like, you know, if you're going into a small shop or in the city centre or Douglas, I like the choice mm-hmm. of handing over cash. I still use a card. Yeah. Um, my son and daughter will not use cash and they will think I'm... Really? I'm old. <laughs> why won't they? Why, why won't they use it? It's the part you make. It's, it's, it's conditioning. It's, it's social media. It's, at the end of the day... I think the banks going forward, they want everybody. I mean, half your time you go to an ATM, it's empty or it's no money left. Yes, yes. Or you can only, you can't get 120. You have to get 150 because there's no 20s in it. I got you. I got you. Selena, so if you, you don't like the idea of being told you have to pay with a card and you have left premises because they only take cards. Selena, thank you. D. Hi, D. Oh, good morning, PJ. How uh, are you? Yeah. you? You want to pay with cash as often as possible, too? I always do. I've never been asked cash. Well, I've been asked cash or card, and I've always said cash, and they've always taken it. There's only yeah. one place that didn't, and that was on the flight to Spain and back. Yeah, and how did you feel about that? <sighs> it annoyed me, but... <laughs> yeah. And then it wouldn't accept my uh, debit card, my EIB debit card. Right. And I had to use my Visa card. Yeah, don't know I why to, it wouldn't accept it. It wouldn't take my Revolut, and I had to use my my yeah. AIB debit card. So you see, yeah. it, it, it seems to very very. And then there was a chap sitting next to me. His wallet was stolen on the first night of his holidays, so he had nothing but cash because everybody else there was a, gr- a, cr- a group of them there. And they all chipped in and gave him money, and he ordered a food and a drink. And someone said, "No, no, no, no cash, no cash, no cash." And uh, I paid for it for him Good because for I felt sorry for him. And he wanted to give me the 10 euro. What, what do you make of John's prediction this morning <laughs> that by 2031... Horrified. <laughs> Horrified. <laughs> I don't even have banking on my phone. No? No. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I must admit, I, I've, I've, taken, I've, I've taken that soup. I, I do most due, of my banking on the phone. I'm due an upgrade on my phone and I said to my son on Sunday, he was here for dinner, and I said, when I get my new phone, will you put phone banking on the family and he said no <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> because he said you wouldn't be able to use it mum I know you 
<laughs> Go on. Hey, Dee, thank you very much for that. 0818969696. Good morning, young man. What would you like to say, the, sir? The welcome to 1984, is all I can say. Oh, I Jesus, Mr. Lopez, how are you? I'm still alive in spite Good of Good for you. Uh, Great to hear from you. How are you getting I, on? What, what would I, I say? Yeah, the first thing is that I'm not surprised at the way things are going because I read 1984. And. A book, yeah. Well, the total big brother will get to his victory. So now they know what you're eating and what everything else. Uh, but the point is, I was in Cork recently in the city recently, and I went into a coffee shop and I ordered a cup of coffee. And there was, I, they made it, the cappuccino, and they made it and everything. And the man said, I handed him a five euro note. He said, Oh no, we're strictly card. And I said, well, in that case, I, I can do for you. Do you have a card? And, uh, and I walked out, and I got the pleasure of having to the coffee down the drain. So mm. You, do, you uh, don't have a card, no? Uh, oh, no. That's, that's very private business now. I would be talking about having a card or not having a card. Right. I just am against the idea of somebody telling me that I have to do what they want. You see, there's the thing, Colin. It's the choice. It's all about the choice, um, isn't it? No, well, obviously the NCT say you don't have a choice. So I, my car is due for to get its NCT next month, and I don't know what, whether they'll do it or not now because I haven't got a car to pay with it. Colin, thank you. Good to hear from you. Colin's in East Cork. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Like last one before the break, Aaron. Aaron's gone pop on me. See if we can get him back there, lads. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Coach 96 FM. Yeah, some of your comments coming in. Uh, PJ, insurance companies are now moving to card only. They're kind of essential too. I know you have a choice between them, but you don't really... If they're all at it, yeah. Insurance, you see, would be one of the things that I would pay for online. So I'm kind of gone, I've taken, I kind of embraced that particular one. I know you're talking about the NCT, but there are other essentials that need cards now. Windows and doors, windows and doors need a deposit paid on them. I don't know anybody in that trade where you can pay a deposit in cash. You have to look at the effect this will have on trades a lot of apprentices would not survive the apprenticeship if they didn't get extra work paid by cash to see them through. They can't be setting up payment systems to accept these jobs. But on another point, and this is what the government's worried about, when as a tradesman you quote for a job, 50% of the time the next question is how much for cash? That's why the government and them all want to regulate this. And to be fair, that's a valid point. Fella comes to look at your kitchen to paint it or to do a bit of woodwork for you or a bit of carpet or whatever and say how much uh, say X right uh, if I give you cash in an envelope on the day oh that'll be less that's out there still going on not saying it's right or wrong but it's still going on one two here's Brendan morning Brendan good morning PJ what would you like to say uh, sir uh, my thing on it is the cost of being cardless now 
um, I'd be talking mainly, say, about airlines and buying concert tickets. Right. You can only buy them with cards, but they all now have an administration fee, which bumps up your price. So if everywhere goes cardless, then will they all be putting up the administration fees? That's very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we thought it was going to be cheaper because we were cutting down on costs for businesses, but they have gone the opposite way. Mm. If you buy tickets for a theatre, a theater, and the ticket is twenty seven euro, I'm here, Mister. You buy the ticket. The ticket's twenty seven euro, and then when you go to the checkout on the website, there's another we said two euro per ticket administration fee. I see where you're coming from. That's the the point I'd be making. This and it's per item on your. It's not for if you buy two, it's two times that. If you buy ten, even though it's the one transaction, so that would be my fear that everything is just going to get more expensive because they'll just add on these administration fees and there'll be no control over those. And if I go to the counter, the box office in the theatre, and I buy two tickets for the front row for tonight's show, that's two. 28, that's 56 euro and done and dusted. But if I go and buy online, that's 56 euro plus 2 euro 20 per ticket. That's gone That's gone over 60. The person behind the window is getting paid. I didn't think we had to pay wages to computers. Not alone do we have to pay them, but they're more expensive than the person sitting behind the counter. Yeah, fairness. Fair point. Thanks, Brendan. All right, we'll try Aaron third time lucky. How are you, fella? EJ, how was the crack? Good. What would you like to say, sir? Third time lucky. Gotcha. <laughs> Cashless Society. John John Lowe says that by 2031, it'll be a done deal. Well, I'm like yourself. I hope not. Mm. Um, I love having the option. Yeah. Um, we're not benefit. Like, the way it's put, put across to us, oh, cashless, is, cashless is going to be the way to go, the way to go. But for who's, who's it going to benefit? It's not going to benefit everybody whatsoever. There's only one person going to benefit off the whole lot of this, and that's the bank. Yeah. You know, the, all this tapping charges, the charges, charges, and more charges. It's just ridiculous. Um, it's just, I, I personally think it's very, very good to carry on the way we are. By all means, do certain places and have cashless, but have that option there. Mm. It's mm. wrong how it's, we're completely sh- we're going to be shut out. I seem to remember, my, my memory is a small bit rusty, but I seem to remember that at the start of the pandemic, there was talk of what became known as a tap tax. And the minister at the time, Pascal Dunner, who stepped in and said, no, there will be no tap tax. Mm. But if it was, it was thought of once... Sure who, thought, of who thought of that, PJ? Yeah. You know, the yeah. tax is basically for everything else. Next would be fresh air. Yeah. No, the there's, not one, there's not one thing that we haven't been taxed on. Somebody was talking about, and now it was tiny. It was like five cents on the tenner or something really yeah, small. But it all adds up. Yeah, it, does. it adds up to the to the families too, who don't have much money whatsoever. You know, are already finding it finding it very tight. They're yes. watching every cent they have. They're watching every you know bit of food they have. They can't afford much as it is. And, and there's the thing, Aaron. Them more. Cash is much easier to watch. Cash is. It's always been the same. Cash has always been easier to watch. With this card, you're tapping here, tapping there. Before you know it, you've spent two, three hundred euro, and you don't realise you've spent it. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Aaron. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. John. Hi. How's it going? You had to get a card. 
I had to get a card to get my um, driver's license. Right. They don't no, take any cash at all, no? No, whatsoever. The most amazing part was that I got my my um, interview for the, the card, went in, everything up to the point of the, the cash. I hand, was handing over the cash. The girl said to me, the young lady, she said, unfortunately, we only take card. No, this this was, no sorry, John, was this for your licence itself? Yeah? Licence. The mm-hmm. licence, the actual, it's not, it's not the old pink or paper one any longer. Oh, it's, it's a card, yeah. Ball. And to get that card, you'd have to pay, or sorry, you'd have to bring in bring in a credit card, a Visa card, whichever, but they won't accept cash. Yeah. yeah. Which I found to be very unfair. I renewed my driver's license online last year or maybe 18 months ago, and online, of course, you pay by card, but I was surprised yeah. to learn you can't. And again, in a public office. In a public office, and this is the most amazing part, is that the government say, we're we're stamping out discrimination, yet they're they're discriminating against people paying cash. Yeah. No, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. What yeah. what was your problem with with not being able to pay cash? Like, I don't have a credit card. I don't have a banking card. Okay. My reason my reason for not getting a banking card is simple. When when you originally when the banking cards came in, the government put a ten euro levy on it straight away. That was just the government. The banks then, every time you use a bank card, whether it's a, a Visa card, whatever, there's money coming out of your account. For mm-hmm. one transaction, you you go to the banks to get something. For every single transaction you make, regardless of how many times you use it, the bank is getting something. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The, the banks are the benefit are, are benefiting from this, not 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 the punter. John, thank you. That's the thing. Driver's license. You can apply, you go in, you get through your, up to the counter, get your photograph taken, fill in your form, and that you can't pay cash in the public office, the driver's license. Public office, you can't pay cash. 0818969696. I want to come back to Maeve's point and read it again. I'll come to you in a sec, Kevin. But Maeve's point, which I want to reiterate... And this is hidden in among all the various reasons that people have and all the liking and disliking people have. Here's Maeve's one. She said, I don't believe in a cashless society for many reasons, but the main one is this. People who are in coercive control relationships often have to account for every penny. They need to be able to have cash aside for themselves. That's worthy of thought. Kev, your own point. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you keeping? Good, sir. Good. Uh, we've talked about this before, and we're coming at it from different points. And I can see. I think John's right. I think if it, whether it's twenty thirty one or yeah, or further down the line, I think it's just banks will make it unaffordable for businesses to take cash. Yeah. They'll make it more. They make it too expensive, and they'll to put the onus on businesses to turn around and say, look. It's costing, we can't absorb this, it's costing too much. Like it's being sold to us, and John says it's very convenient. And yeah. yes, it convenient for who, though? Well, it can be convenient up until the point where it wasn't convenient, because a friend of mine went over to yeah. Liverpool last weekend and got out of John Lennon Airport, got into the taxi, got to the end of his journey, paid the driver, got out the cab, man, taxi driver drove off, man, he lost his phone. He left his phone inside in the seat, one of those folding seats in the black cabs. Mm. Yeah, left his phone in there. Inside in the phone was his cash. 
with his boarding passes, with his match tickets. <laughs> Everything was locked into it. And I did exactly the same in May, but I was fine. And it was never bothered. But I, phys- I had a physical card in my back pocket. I never used it, but I had the card on me. And I always had the, I had the boarding passes printed out because of the fear of losing my phone. Because if anything's going to happen, it'll happen. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's me. So I had, but he got stuck and he was lucky enough, the, a friend of his let him set up a Gmail account on his phone. And through that, they were able to sort him out. But the rigmarole he had to go through. Mm. And it turned out, in the, it turned out in the end, the taxi driver, that was his last drop off on a Saturday morning, went home, didn't get back into the car until Monday morning. Oh. Uh, lo and behold, there's a phone and he got it back. Good. <laughs> but at the same time, there's, there is pros and cons to it. There genuinely is. Yeah. And if people ignore the pros and cons, then, you know, the convenience side of it is going to go out the window. I mean, the idea that you can't control your own spending is a nonsense. All I do with mine, I go from my AIB account, I'll transfer 100 quid into my Revolut. Mm. I leave my AIB card at home. If I'm going out on a Saturday night, I've got 100 quid in my Revolut. Once it's gone, it's gone. There's no overdraft limit. And like you've got a 50 quid in your passport, I'll have a 20 quid in me, in me wallet as taxi home money just in case. But there are ways and means. And, and younger gener- the younger generation are going to drive this. It, it's, if John is saying that you've got eight years to get literate on this mm. and get used, I'd say 10. But you it's see, going to be I, it's not going the way liter- of petrol and diesel cars. Yeah, it's not the that, literacy not- thing that bothers me. It's not the literacy thing that yeah. bothers me. I'm as, I, you know, I'm as I know you are. fluent as you are. But my problem is, Kevin, and I, I said this to John, like John found himself in White Hart Lane and he had £100 in his pocket to mm. do what you do in there, beer, burger, yeah. whatever, to discover yeah. it's a cashless stadium. Now, I would feel aggrieved by that because your choice is gone. I was in the Aviva mm-hmm. for Ireland against uh, Wales with my daughter there last year and I discovered going up the stairs that it was cashless. Now, it didn't bother yeah. me, to be honest, Until because I had the money on me Revolut. What if the whole... And I, I did read later that at, at an event in the Aviva, 
the, the flipping system went down. So they had to give people free yeah. drinking at halftime. I, I honestly believe it's down to cost. I honestly believe it's down to cost and speed of transactions, especially in places like what, the new White Hart Lane Stadium, Anfield, the new stand that they're building. It's exactly the same principle. It's speed of transactions. It's not having to stand at the queue and wait for someone to hand the change back when you're at halftime and you've got 15 minutes to serve 10,000 people. And then you have the cost of a security company coming to collect this cash and the target that's on the, on its back. That And it mm-hmm. eliminates staff theft. It eliminates so many obstacles. And it's great for bookkeeping and accountancy that you know you can monitor what you're spending, what your income is, what your outgoings are. There, Like I said, there are pros and cons. There's an inconvenience for some people. But for the vast majority, it's going to be the norm. You'll be an ideal man now to throw one or two of the conspiracy theories at that are coming in. Right? Um, mm. the, the government wants more control. All governments do. Of course the, it is. The, from Dermot. The Chinese government has this social score system and you can be barred from a range of activities. And it's really frightening. It's what could mm. be done. Uh, if, yeah. Another one, if you don't agree or comply with the government, then they can access your accounts and freeze uh. them. I would be very sceptical that that would be allowed. Bearing in mind you've got a big, a big oversight in the fact that the EU regulators would be yeah. all over this. Well, the quote, the, I mean, the, the next line of that particular message, which doesn't have a name on it, it happened in Canada when the truckers protested yeah. against lockdowns. The government froze their wages in the bank. I look. I don't shoot the messenger here. I, I'm just, I'm just literally tell, saying from what my experience is that I. I probably wouldn't have that much cash and yeah. I wouldn't use... I'd be what the person now who would use this getting a roll and a coffee in the morning. Yes. Because it's the convenience of tapping my phone. I don't need to be bringing a wallet with me when I'm out on a job. Uh, I have my phone for other things, uh, mainly for listening to yourself. But it's like... It's, it's, I can just see that way, the way that that's going. And I can see it going the same way as it with petrol and diesel cars will be obsolete by 2050. Because manufacturers aren't going to supply them. Yeah. We're, we're, and that's, we're, we're it's going to come at it from that side, we're, not from a push from customers yeah. driving us. We're being driven towards it. And, and as John said, 20, thank you, Kevin. Kevin says maybe, maybe 10 years. John Lowe, Money Doctor, says eight years. By 2031, the cashless society will be a reality. The sad part of that is that in all the years I know him, John Lowe has never given me a bum steer on anything. And that's the worrying part for me. 0818969696. I was out in a restaurant, says Anne-Marie, and they couldn't accept cards as the Wi-Fi connection was down. They were only taking cash. I, I, I had cash, but if I hadn't, I'd have had to go out and find a cash machine late at night. Not a great idea. Not very safe. So I always carry a little bit of cash. I was out during the summer. I'll tell you where it was. I was at the Marquee one night. And I can't remember what gig it was now. But I went to the bar to get a pint. And the machine, the Wi-Fi, or whatever was controlling the cashless machine, was gone down. And I couldn't, couldn't get a pint. Now it came back on, maybe five or ten minutes later. But... That's the problem. If if the if the system like it happened in the Aviva Stadium, I can't remember what the event was, but they had to let people have their drinks at halftime because the cashless system just went down. What happens in White Hart Lane when the cashless system goes down, the Wi-Fi goes down? What do you do then? 
0818969696. Driving Licence Centre does not accept cash. Yeah. Talking about the move towards a cashless society, NCT, gone cashless, Driver's Licence Centre, completely cashless. One of the most respected analysts in finance in the country, John Lowe, the money doctor, has just predicted this morning on this show that by 2031, the country will be almost entirely cashless. People, I think, shocked at John's uh, prediction. But Kevin, just there before the break, it is inevitable. This is this is where we're headed. And what happens when you give communion and confirmation cards? We all like to put some cash in the card. We meet a friend in the street with a couple of kids, give them a few coins for sweets. Is that gone? Fortunately, I think it, it may well be gone. Someone says, what about a blind person trying to use a card? That's from John. Thank you, John. Someone of your callers mentioned that people paying cash can hold up the rest of the queue. Uh, speaking of which, Massey, just hold up up there for two minutes in my queue. I'll be with you in just a sec. PJ, have you ever seen someone attempting to use the card and it doesn't work and then they think it goes through and it hasn't and they're walking off and the staff have to run after them? The whole system can be held up. Yeah, where I have been actually is in the in Aldi queuing up with my few bits and pieces of groceries. I was paying with my phone. It was only three or four little bits. But there was a woman in front of me, most misfortunate situation. She took her card out, she put it into the into the machine, and the machine wouldn't take it. And she looked at it and goes, oh no, that's the old one, that's out of date. And she had to go fishing into her wallet. For, you know? 0818 Now, Mossy. Hi, PJ, how are you? Good, your thoughts on this one? So, PJ, it's very interesting driving along, listening to you there. A um, couple of things came to my mind. Number one, when, when there's total control and we have no cash in society anymore, are we faced for the likes of you and me that like the point of the weekend after our week's work that, you know, your your limit is 10 points per person per week and you tap your 10 points and after that it's out the gap and good night for the weekend? Is that the type of thing the government will enforce on us in the future? Will there be things like, you know, uh, tax on sugar? You know, you get a sugar limit and, and, and when you when you tap that, you know, whatever it is, you like a fizzy drink or you like whatever takeaway. You'll only be allowed so much and then you're cut off. Is that the type of society that we're heading for, you know? Now, there are those sitting listening to you talk, Mossy, and they're saying, put on your tinfoil hat a little bit tighter. But, but in, in China, they already have social scores. Yeah, you, you, you can really see it. If it starts, you know, it's like everything. If it starts somewhere, it usually ends up there, you know. Yeah. Uh, while we're all for card, I mean, geez, I paid my own house insurance yesterday with my card um, for the year, you know. We're all for cards, but I certainly believe your your social choices should be left to yourself, and it's your own private business, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, that, that shouldn't be up in lights for anybody, an employer or the government or anybody else to see, you know. Well, if you just look at the set of figures that I read out this morning from AIB, and they had just looked at July, and they said there's about 70 million card transactions uh, between between shops and online during July. And they were able to tell us what we spent more on, what we spent less on. No, they say the data is all anonymized, and we we must believe them there. But they're able to tell us what we spent more on, what we spent less on, where the trends are. That there was a huge run for concert tickets, but that daily spending, groceries was down seven percent, clothing was down. They were able to tell us all of that because the because the data is at their fingerprints or at their fingertips, rather. I, I definitely see if they can break it down like that. 
to the population, they can definitely break it down to the people in the future, you know, and see exactly what you spend. Now, our names, GDPR is very strong in that regard, Mossy, in that the bank can't know, are not not allowed to know what PJ Coogan spent. Yeah, I, I see that today in the world we live in today. But what's to say the government in 10 or 15 years' time changes all that legislation or the European Union changes that legislation. Let's say they want to get rid of obesity for some, for you know, for argument. You know, they can now control what people buy in their groceries. They can control what they buy in their takeaway. That type of thing. Is is that the future? Yeah, that you're saying, if okay, let's, let's tie a few threads together. So you are being treated for obesity you you you're you're struggling with your weight you go to the doctor now this is I, this is me wearing a tinfoil suit let alone a tinfoil hat here right yeah so yeah. you go to the doctor and the doctor says Massey, you need to lose 3 stone my friend because you have an operation that i need i need to do an operation on you but you need to lose 3 stone my friend i i, I can't operate until you lose 3 stone you say grand doctor i'll do my best you pay his fee with the card and, and that yeah. night you fancy a Dino's. Yeah. And your card won't be accepted. Is, is that what you're saying? Is, is that the future? Is, is, that, is that where we're heading with all of this? It you sounds know, mad, doesn't it? It does, but every, you know, as you listen to people in different areas around the world, isn't that the way things are shaping up? That we, we are heading for what we look at in movies, you know, from 2025 when we looked at these movies 10 years ago and the world is controlled by credits and all of these kinds of sci-fi movies, you know, and True. Is that is that the world we're heading for? Well, well, well I can remember watching Star Trek, my, one of my favourite shows of all time, and back in even the seventies in the original Star Trek, nobody ever handled any money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. you went to the, and you you went to a shop or you went and you bought something. Ten forward was their bar on 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 the the Enterprise. No one ever paid for cash on ten forward for anything. But they were, and no one ever paid for their dispenser. In the, it was all done through credits. And when you were exchanging, like when they were buying stuff, buying fuel for this all sounds mad. Buying fuel for the Starship Enterprise, it was credits. Credits. Yeah, I, I, I think you know. With I, I'm not going. I, I'm not one of these lunatics that thinks we're going to be controlled by anybody but you know the bank is getting total control of your finances and all the charges that go with it and yeah. taking away people's free choice you know I see a big advocate there to cash all was one of the big publicans in the city there Benny McCabe he always speaks out, and he's dead right you know if a person wants to go in and have four yeah. pints on a Saturday evening that's his business it's no business of the banks or, or it's no business of his business and losing money because of that transaction yeah. you know instead of paying you know your ten or your four pints Benny's on you know getting nine euros or whatever the case may be. There you go, there you go, which means inexorably prices will go up at the counter. Massey, thank you. 0818-96-96-96. Nina, you're up next. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Quartz 96 and Irish on Cork's 96 FM is the big Sunday show on your radio. Big, 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 
Lovely to be with you on a Sunday morning. Oldies and Irish with Derry O'Callaghan. Sundays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. With Cork Simon. Do you want to leave a legacy to the city you love? Find out more about leaving a gift in your will at corksimon.ie. Cork's 96 FM. John Lowe's prediction, Money Doctor's prediction this morning uh, on the opinion line. And we'll podcast the interview later, but his prediction that by 2031, cashless society would be a done deal. I think that's knocked a lot of people for six because I've still got six lights lighting here. Nina is in the Netherlands. Hiya, Nina. Hello, good morning, uh, good afternoon. <laughs> Hi. You, you, Hi. You, you listen to us over there every day because you, you spent some time in Cork, didn't you? Yes, yes, which I would listen anyway because well, I just like your country and I like your radio station. Thanks. Lovely to, well, lovely to hear from you on this one. Your thoughts on like, where the Netherlands, is it going cashless? Uh, well, the Netherlands is already uh, not very cash, cash friendly because most of the places, they do have uh, only uh, card option. Mm. That's true. But that's because, it, well, we are used to it, and uh, really not a lot of people use cash. Even older people, they, they don't use cash. Uh, and uh, mostly people use also phones. Even I do, I have a card linked to my phone. Yeah. So, because I, I, just, I got tired of, yes. Constantly checking my uh, wallet and my cards and everything, and uh, it's just simple. It's convenient and for you, yeah. It, it it really is, and I honestly don't understand this uh, panic around this because I don't think that cash cash will be gone. Uh, I think that you can still use both options, whatever you are most comfortable with, but. Seriously, panicking that it will be gone and that banks will control your money. And I mean, they already do, and banks don't care where do you shop. Do, do people really think that banks or governments are checking where do you shop? Like, where do you go for a beer? Like, nobody cares about that. They, you, you, they you're don't. the first person to make that point. Many people have made the opposite point that the bank, it wants it fine. Like the bank might decide you're having too much sugary food for your own good, uh, but you don't think that's ever. Going. I, I, what about major events in the Netherlands, Nina? I, I ask because my daughter is headed over with her friends to to Zandvoort this weekend for the Grand Prix. Uh, she's a huge oh. fan, and I believe that the the whole Grand Prix campus is cashless. Is is it gone that way? Uh, I think that yeah. I think that's true, yeah, yeah. because uh, also retailers, they find it easier to just uh, use carts and yeah. not carry cash. It's uh, also safety related. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, more dangerous, especially at these big events to, to carry that much cash. That's true, that's true. And uh, personally, I have also very bad experience because once I got my wallet stolen as a student, I carried, um, I just got paid by my student job 
it was around 300 euros, something like that, and I got my wallet stolen. So I got left with no money. So since then, I carry not more than, let's say, 10 or 20 euros in my wallet. It's really necessary. And you know the way everything is done with the phone now? Do you carry a physical card just in case you lose your phone? Just in case I do, yes, just in case. All right, Nina, thank you, and uh, thank you for continuing to listen to us in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Graham is over on five. Hi, Graham. Oh, he's not over on five. We'll come back. We'll see if we can get him back there. Let's see the point to me. All right, all right. That's it. Go away. Thank you. I hate the way they beep at me like that. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Not taking cash, says Bill in Ballincollig. Not taking cash is taking away our civil liberties. If the NCT doesn't take cash, people should not get the cars NCT'd. Simple as that. We need to protest about this like we protested about water charges. This is not on, says Bill, in Bellancolic. As a business owner that used to go to the bank two or three times a week to lodge cash and checks before COVID, to now I go once every two weeks. The car machine can and does go offline at least once a month for a few hours. We lose sales because people don't have cash. Plus, we've no comeback on fraud with card use, and fraud is getting worse. Only last month, we sold an item that was paid for with a tap. The customer then returned the item for a refund, but used a different card. Ah. A week later, the bank contacted us saying the customer never used his card with us, and the money was taken back. No ifs or buts, just our loss. If they used the pin, we'd have a better chance, says Killian. Now, our phones are playing up a little bit. Let's see if Mary Jane is here. Hey, Mary Jane. Hi, Bouja, how are you? How are you, girl? Cash or card? Do you carry cash if you're out and about, do you, anymore? Yeah, I do. I do because um, I like to tip if I'm in a restaurant, but I, I only like to tip really with cash. So I, if I'm out and about, I'll always, or if I'm in the hair salon or the nail salon, then I will always tip just with cash because yeah. I like to give the cash into the hand of the person that serves me. Now, what the tip, the tipping policy is in the restaurant or the salon is, is up to them. But you know, I, I like to let the person know that they've given me a good service and and to tip them. So that's the first thing. And then, as I said in my tweet, you know. Um, if I'm out for, you know, if I'm going for coffee or whatever, I've noticed once or twice I've been overcharged, like mm. I've been charged for two coffees or I've, you know, I've been overcharged for something. And then it's very hard to go back later. Um, and it's embarrassing as well to say, to, to go back and say, look, um, you know, that meal deal, you know, the sandwich meal deal was only five fifty, but the money didn't go off. But, you know, you tap and you don't even think to look on the keypad to yeah. see how much it is. Yeah. Yeah, that had actually that actually happened thing, to yeah. me on holidays. We were having a spot of lunch, myself and Queen Bee in the Umfala, and the bill came to about what thirty seven, thirty eight euro. But I looked down and I said, "Hang on, none of us had a drink here. There's two glasses of wine on that bill. Yeah. Now if we tapped and went, we're done. You know, that, that's there, it. And there's there, nothing. There's there nothing was a you genuine can do. error, but you know, yeah. Yeah, and and I do think, like I do think, you know. In, in the likes of like your local centre or spa shop or whatever, like the cashier isn't trying to do you out of anything, but it's just, 
you know, if something scans, you know, and that's down to technology again, like it's not, you know, they're not manually putting in the price of 150 or yeah. 1050 or whatever. Um, you know, if it, if it lets you down or whatever. And then I think you were saying it earlier, like if you walk away from somewhere and you think you've paid, somebody running after you is so embarrassing. Like it looks like you're trying to to diddle them out of the money. But, you know, it doesn't always beep when you're tapping and stuff. I just think we're headed down down a kind of a bad route. And as well as that, I find it very hard to keep track of what I'm spending when I'm tapping all the time. That's the other thing that I've noticed. Waking up on a Saturday night, a Saturday morning after a Friday night out and looking at your phone and going, oh my God. I know. And then you see, like, if you have multiple cards, like if you have a joint account with somebody or something and, you know, you're putting the, the, the drinks on the joint account or whatever, you're not realising it. It's like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, so it is it's kind of like I do think and I, I do think there's an element in me as well that I love a bit of privacy. Like I'm I, I'm here. I am now and I'm on the radio. I love privacy, but I'm I'm um, changing my mortgage provider at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a big I'll tell you, if I had known what I was doing when I started, I wouldn't have bothered. I just stayed on the the higher rate. But the thing that they're that they're asking you for, you know, is your bank statements. And I was actually mortified looking at my bank statements. <laughs> I eat out and socialize and do so much online shopping that I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. actually I'm just it's great. Right. She's looking for two hundred grand in the bank. Go here, go here. <laughs> exactly, she's moving her mortgage and you look at her. But I was looking at, and it's only when you, cause, you know, now even our bank statements are automated for the most part. So I only get like a once a year thing from my bank about my mortgage. But it, you know the increases. Um, I was on a tracker mortgage, so I kind of have to change now. I have to mm. to be uh, sensible about it. Um, and I've been putting it off and putting it off. But when the bank statements came and I was looking <laughs> at, because I would never look at a bank statement, I was like, oh my God. And then it got me thinking, right? Like, there could be somebody using my card and I wouldn't even know it. Now, I have to say, recently, Permanent TSB rang me because um, they said that somebody in Nigeria was trying to use my card. Was I trying? It was a company mm. in Nigeria. Now, it was only 30 quid or something. But they cancelled, they they didn't allow the transaction to go through. They cancelled the card and they rang me. But like, which is great that they're that they're watching you so they're much. So and I remember when I got my when I got my credit card, and um, I was one of the first purchases I ever made was a pair of sunglasses in Lanzarote, um, in one of those things. And because it was over a certain amount of money, they rang me to make sure that it was me that had done the transaction. Yeah. So, in fairness, a lot like of the banks are that, very careful. That they're very careful. Mary Jane, the clock unfortunately is not my friend. I leave you go. Thanks a million for that. Uh, just more thoughts on the cashless society. 0818969696. John Lowe, Money Doctor, says this morning on the opinion line, you can forget it, it's a done deal by 2031. A lot of listeners don't like that idea. Join the conversation. This is the opinion line. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Coach 96 FM. The minds are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 969696. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96FM. Just a few days now from the start of this massive, massive rugby giveaway. 
Ireland versus South Africa, Stade de France in Paris, September 23rd. We want to send you and a friend to support Ireland on the world stage. This is huge. Return flights, three nights in Paris, gold category match tickets with hospitality as you watch the game. It's the ultimate rugby experience. You can find out how you can win next Monday, quarter past eight, only here on Cork's 96 FM. It's a big one. Don't miss it if you're a rugby fan. 0818969696. Loads of stuff still coming in on cashless society and the move towards a cashless society. It, I'm going to pause it and step it down for a little while and talk about something else. But the stuff is still coming in. Just a couple more. Tom says, people refusing cash are refusing the state legal currency of the country. They should not be allowed to refuse cash. Hi there, you're on air conversations about going to a cash society. Why aren't you talking about the amount of money the banks will be making? I think we have. Remember, every time you pay with a card, the bank takes a processing payment. It's not just about the banks controlling our money. It's about them making and taking as much money as possible, says Simon. And I have loads more that I could get to, but we've been talking about it now since five past nine. And it took off completely, and I've no doubt we'll discuss it again. But for now, that's that's we're done, for now at least, with the Cashless Society. On the 20th of October, 2023, down at City Hall, that's only in a few weeks' time, that's only in seven or eight weeks' time now. Oh, yeah, in or around that. The 20th of October at the City Hall, the World Menopause Month would be marked with the National Menopause Summit. Uh, Mariella Fostrup will be guest speaker. Gronje Schoiger will take part and a panel of experts and advocates in the area of menopause and perimenopause. It'll be a full-day masterclass in menopause. And as we've learnt since we started talking more about menopause on this programme, it's it's something that comes to well, it comes to all women, but it's something that comes to some women as early as in their early thirties, and it completely turns life upside down for so many women. And there was a time when you just got on with it because that's what society expected you to do. Now people are talking about it. Now Sinead McNamara is founder and co-director of the National Menopause Summit. Um, we, of course, proud media partner, and I have proud media partners of the event. Sinead, your symptoms, just to deal with your own story before we talk about the summit, your own symptoms got so bad, you thought you had early dementia. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? And thank you so much for the opportunity to talk today. Um, yes, my um, uh, symptoms got a little bit out of control or a lot out of control for me. So effectively in 2019, I was going through perimenopause, which is that transitional stage before you hit actual menopause. And I was experiencing some of the better known symptoms, such as hot flushes and, and stuff like that. And that actually wasn't causing me too many problems, PJ. So I was thinking to myself, I'm getting away with murder here. Is it However, rude of me to ask what age you were at the time? Not at, uh, uh, well, I'm 55 now. Okay. So um, you do the maths there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was, it was around, I suppose, the average um, age that a woman would hit 
perimenopause effectively. Um, So in 2020, um, during COVID, which as you can imagine, didn't really help, um, I started to experience around April, May of 2020, uh, what is commonly called brain fog. Um, Now, the the word brain fog or the term brain fog doesn't sound all that scary. Um, However, for me, um, I, I was things were getting so out of control for me and life was becoming so difficult that I actually didn't think what I was suffering from was menopausal brain fog. I actually thought that I was developing early onset dementia. So things became incredibly difficult on a life front, on a work front. Now, I, I will say this because I don't want to frighten all of your listeners. Brain fog, if it is something that women um, experience, doesn't necessarily have to be as dramatic as mine was. So it's 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 on a scale, if you like, but I was at the upper end of the scale for sure. Right. And this is things like forgetting ordinary tasks, for, like forgetting where you are in the middle of the day. Is that it? Well, how it affected me, PJ, was where it really came into sharp focus initially was um, through my work. So what I found was that the most sort of every day of the week tasks that you would fulfill in your job became a real problem for me. Really basic stuff like managing your diary and making sure you're putting meetings on in on the wrong, on the right dates and all of that kind of stuff. But then as a result of that, the more challenging parts of my role became completely and utterly overwhelming. So this was obviously extremely traumatizing, as you can imagine, because, you know, um, how I started to feel was that the old me effectively was ebbing away. Um, as I say, that I thought I was developing early onset uh, dementia. It became extremely anxiety causing, as you can imagine. And quite frankly, I kind of thought my old life as I knew it was over. I thought my work um, life was most certainly over because I couldn't manage my job anymore. So um, it was it was a really tough one to deal with, PJ. And at what point did you realise or who told you, no, actually, Sinead, this isn't part of this isn't early onset dementia. This is a normal part of of the menopause. How, how did you find Absolutely. that out? Well, I found that out when sort of mid-2020, I um, had an appointment on Zoom, obviously, with my doctor. Um, and I was describing my symptoms. And she told me that, look, please don't worry. This, unfortunately, um, the, the sort of extreme version of, of brain fog is something that's absolutely linked to menopause. So, and then at that point, I embraced HRT. And over the, the months that followed, things began to settle down. And HRT is obviously incredible medication for women in menopause, but it, it's not something PJ that kicks in instantly. So you don't start taking HRT on a Friday and by the following Wednesday, everything is grand. Do you know what I mean? I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah, how, 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 yeah. how quickly? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose it took a few months, if I'm honest, for things to settle down. And because there's a number of different options with HRT and a number of different delivery systems and all of that kind of stuff, it can take a little time to find, if you like, the the the, the 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 sort of version of HRT that is going to work for you. Um, so there was a little bit of um, touch and go along the road, but thankfully, eventually things things did settle down for me. Did your memory come back? Did did, did the fog clear? <laughs> 
It did. It cleared to a large extent, uh, PJ, it did. I'm delighted to say, thank God. So um, as a result of that, I could maintain my position working in the events industry, thankfully. Yeah. But all of all of, my, of this experience obviously inspired me very much to launch the National Menopause Summit. I was, I was just going to ask that. Um, that it, was, mm. it was that because you work in events, you thought... Yeah. I could I could do an event based on on, on menopause and, and and I'll come to that. A lot of women have reported uh, terrible trouble driving. They get afraid. They lose their confidence. Yeah. They lose their spatial yes. awareness. Yeah, they can't yes. reverse. <laughs> I know. Uh, look, the, the the problem with menopause when it when it does become severe in terms of coping with symptoms is that it just has, in my, certainly in my experience and in the experience of my peers, it has an overriding effect on your confidence and anxiety levels, PJ, because you're dealing with an awful lot of change, and again. Every woman hits menopause new for the first time. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's mm. a brand new experience for everybody when they reach that point in their life, if they're dealing with very difficult symptoms. So it's it's unknown territory. You know, mm. back when I was 35, 45, none of these things were an issue. So you're sort of thrust into the interesting and challenging world of menopause. And, you're, you you know, you can find mm. yourself drowning a little bit and trying mm. to cope with everything that's happening. It's the, it's the unusual stuff. Like, I, I know someone who who has lost their car. I mean, lost their car four or five yeah. times. Parks it, yes. goes shopping, comes back. Where's my car? Or the driving a very familiar road and completely forget where they're going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'd hate to tell you, PJ, how many times I've lost my mobile phone in the house and my keys. Do you know what I mean? So I know that that's something that people can probably identify with, just generally speaking. But these things get out of, or certainly for me and for other people that I'm aware of, do become, sort of start getting out of control in the whole menopause. Space. And I imagine as you get more stressed, it gets worse. Absolutely, because you're 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 aware that things are changing. You know, I mean, generally speaking, um, menopause tends to hit in, and this is just average numbers here. As you mentioned in your intro, people can hit menopause very early, but generally it's sort of around the 50, 51 mark. So you're 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 becoming aware of how your body is changing. Then, in my case, and in the case of the the lady you mentioned, you know, you're struggling with work. You can't find your car. You can't find your keys. And then there's well, certainly for me, there's a huge push to try and appear like everything is okay. And of course, that puts an extra pressure on you. So all of this sort of just heaps on the anxiety, unfortunately, um, as you, as 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 one goes through the journey, if one is dealing with, with symptoms of, of this genre, if you like. Isn't it amazing that 50% of the population goes through this as a matter of course in their lives, yet for decades, we never talked about it? No one ever discussed it, let alone have conferences yeah. about it. Absolutely. No, I mean, it is, you know, it's um, it's it's shocking. And and I would say that, as you know, being 55 years of age in 2023, I am very, very thankful. And the women that are coming up behind us um, who will be experiencing menopause in their time, things have changed completely. But I have a huge amount of 
of empathy and I feel dreadfully sorry for women years ago where you were literally told to grin and bear it. It was barely spoken about. I'm just thankful that I'm not 55 in 1983. <laughs> so mm. thankfully things are moving on, PJ. I mean, I think everyone would agree that 2022 was certainly a seminal year for the conversation around menopause. It burst out of the shadows and, um, you know, moved into the public consciousness, which is only right because, as you say yourself, 50% of the world's population, if they're lucky enough to reach this point in their life, are going to experience menopause. Not everyone is going to experience symptoms. There's a small percentage of the population that, that don't, those lucky ladies. But they're still going through menopause and 50%, you know, of, of the population is doing that. So, or that's happening, should I say. Mm. So it's crazy that obviously it was always, you know, a taboo subject and and in many cases as well, PJ, an, an object of derision, stuff people laughed about and didn't take seriously. But I can assure you it's serious. This, this, <laughs> this, is, this explains why so many of our grandmothers on on a yeah. on a winter's day, we're standing upstairs with the bedroom windows open, hanging out in the cold. Absolutely, and and no, they said, absolutely. "Ah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." The poor women were 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 flushing at an awful rate. Absolutely, and PJ, there was a huge amount of shame involved. You know, keep that's it to yourself. the bit I can't Don't get. I can never it. get my head bananas. around that. I can never get yeah. my head around why shame, Sinead against something that is perfectly normal. Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's, it really is hard to, to understand looking through life through a modern lens, if you like. It's very difficult to understand. But, you know, I suppose, you know, historically there has been a lot of shame uh, associated with the female life cycle, menstruation, menopause. You know, it, unfortunately, that I suppose traditionally um, was was kind of the attitude. But thankfully, now we're in 2023 and we've got amazing professionals out there across the board and incredible information that we can get access to. So, mm. you know, thank God things have changed. <laughs> the event on the 20th of October. I, I can't wait to, yeah. to hear Mariella tell her story because I've seen her interviewed and because she's, yeah, so, she's such a fantastic. great communicator. Anyway. Absolutely. I mean, she's you go, an incredible what advocate. The hell? You know? <laughs> yeah, Mariella makes no apologies about menopause. And uh, these are the kind of people that we love to showcase um, at the National Menopause Summit. We had the inaugural event in the Mansion House here in Dublin on the 23rd of March, and Gronje again, the wonderful Gronje show again, emceed it. And we had Davina McCall at that event. And yeah. again, another champion and titan and unapologetic menopause, menopausal woman who is up there talking about it and spreading the word. And all of this awareness obviously is incredibly positive. So it's it's super to have women like that who are who are just out and proud in terms of menopause and removing shame, removing, I suppose, ignorance around the subject. So we are so proud to have Mariella join us on the 20th of September at um, City Hall. Okay, okay. NationalMenopauseSummit.com is where people can find all the details. And, and are tickets still available? 
Tickets are still available. I'm delighted to say that our early bird tickets actually sold out at the beginning of July, but there are still tickets available. So if people go on to nationalmenopausesummit.com, they can see all the details of our incredible speakers. And um, we will be releasing the agenda for the day shortly as well. So very briefly, PJ, the day is split up into two halves. So in the morning, we're focusing on menopause in the workplace. And as we know, a lot of organisations have begun to introduce menopause awareness programmes as part of their HR policies. And we're pushing for and advocating that that is introduced across the Irish workplace because so many women struggle with work exactly as I've explained in my own personal experience um, during menopause and a lot of women traditionally or should I say in the past have chosen to leave the workplace as a result of that because there's nobody to talk to, nobody understands what's going on and also you're under so much pressure to kind of pretend that you're doing okay. So we're focusing on all of that in the morning and then in the afternoon we're working with incredible clinicians and healthcare practitioners around the journey through menopause where we'll be delivering no filter reality of the many symptoms that can occur and the most you know, fact-based, up-to-date, scientifically backed um, solutions to managing those particular symptoms. So we're covering it all, PJ. Okay. All right. It's on the 20th of October, Cork City Hall, nationalmenopausesummit.com is the website. Sinead McNamara, the founder and co-director. Thank you. And we will talk more uh, closer to the time. Uh, Cork's 96 have been proud to be official media partner of the National Menopause Summit. 0818 96, 96, 96. Just one last comment on the cashless discussion, and not to do with the cashless discussion at all, but one of the best contributors in that was Nina, who got on to us from Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, she worked here as an au pair for a little while and fell in love with Ireland and fell in love with Cork, and she still listens to Cork's 96 FM. And Kevin says, Nina, listing in Rotterdam. How small is the world? That kind of thing always blows my mind, says Kevin. You're not wrong. Blows ours too. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox 96 FM. Apparently, the majority of men believe that they could land a commercial plane if there was an emergency situation. Without a shadow of a doubt. Are you saying that I've got the headset on, air traffic control? They'll give you some guidance. They're saying twist that dial three, 100%. That's actually barely work, a sky remote. Not a hope. (laughs) You'll be on a 747 bringing up teletext going, oh, come on. Lorraine and Ross in the morning. Test drive the award-winning Skoda Enyaq electric SUV at no DC cars. Skoda sales dealer of the year. Cork 96 FM. Some of your comments that are held over from our cashless society discussion, I, I'll get them into tomorrow or I'll stick them in before the end because there's lots and lots and lots of them. It just went mad. We never do two hours on anything. But we did two hours on that this morning and I've no doubt it'll come up again. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Back to school time. Um, the cost of books, the cost of uniforms, the cost of organising everything for back to school. Julie, you look at from another point of view. 
You can't wait for a morning off. Morning. <laughs> morning. It's the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> when are they back? Um, when, next Wednesday. Right. Next Wednesday, yeah. But who's counting? I'm only counting the minutes and the seconds, Peter. <laughs> what age are they now? <laughs> They're five. They're going on six, though, in October. So, yeah, yeah, I have the double trouble twins. Six going on 26, I'd say. Oh, my God, especially my girl. Yeah, six going on 26 with that attitude. My <laughs> goodness, yeah. She's hard work. She's hard work. But the boy then, he's hard to keep alive. You know, you close your eyes for two minutes and he could be up on the roof or he could be up in the shed or he could be climbing a wall. I'm like, oh, my God. But the other one then has the attitude. She, she wouldn't get up on the wall, but she'd be saying to him, go on. Go on, go on, I dare you. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, then she'll the say, Mom, I tried to stop him. I had to stop him. It wasn't me. It's Fiona up in the wall. I'm like, yeah, but you're telling him you're egging him on to get up there. <laughs> so is it high babies they're going into or first class or what? So they're going into seniors. So they just finished, well, they finished up juniors there mm. um, back in June, was it? So um, last year, PJ, I was so, so arted, organised. I had all the books wrapped lovely. I had their their bags in the boot nearly at this stage. But now I don't even have, I don't have books. I don't even have a pair of socks, first pair of socks for them, gosh. So laid back now this year because the novelty is gone already. So you have to dress them, Julie, you have to dress them like. Yeah, I do. They're they're still in tracksuits, so oh, they good. don't need like a uniform as such yet till first class. I think their school is. Right. So right. they wear the school tracksuits, so it's very easy for me. And will they both start on the same day? They'll, but yeah, yeah. I have them in the same school, so it's a mixed school they're in. Right. So it's a game changer. So um, yeah, I needed the mixed school because I couldn't do the two school runs, oh, the two different schools. And come here. So um, I was yeah. saying this to people about you know what you do in the morning. You drop them in, and there'll be mammies and daddies, and there'll be I mean the snots and tears are the dads alone. But mammies and daddies and parents dropping off the children for the first day at school, and they'll be standing crying in the car park. Where do you go? I'd probably go to the local pub. The, what's the one down in town? They're called the, that one. The early morning for breakfast. I hope. Breakfast, a liquid, liquid brick, breakfast. Go away, yeah. go away, go away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, probably, do you know what I'd probably do now, Peter? I'd probably come home and do housework. Really? Typical, yeah. Think yeah, of how many yeah, times yeah. we've talked now. Think I of who know, you're telling I... you're going to do home, housework. <laughs> Think now carefully you know about who you're so telling. Well. <laughs> housework. House. No, I'll tell you where you'll be. You'll be, you'll be down having a big, dirty, full Irish breakfast. In peace. Oh my God, being able to finish a meal in peace and no mom, mom, mom. It's, it, I get over all that. It's the fighting. It's the fighting with siblings. It's That's the hardest part for me. Yeah. During the, the, the last couple of weeks there, and it was the fighting and the constant bickering. That, that's hard. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm not a mom, I'm a referee. We'll, we'll, send you, we'll send you back to school early now. Stop. Send you back to <laughs> yeah, the braving, the braving. That's what. That's what. Uh, that's how I get yeah. through parenting. You're you're it's saying braving. to to other parents though, Julie. You know, chill out a small bit. Don't overstress yourself. It'll all be fine. It'll all be yeah, exactly. Like I said, now I am very now saying that though. This year, the school are providing the books and stuff for us, so all we really have to get are those um, oh, what are they like the, the pens? Uh, yeah, oh, they're giving you everything this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. In fairness, yeah, yeah. So it is really handy. And all I have to grab now are, as I said, now the track suits. So and just their little school bags and out the door, then they're gone. Thank <laughs> a lot. Like I remember years ago, like our poor, like my poor mother used to um, wrap my books and my copy books up with the wallpaper. Like my, my copy books used to match our sitting room wallpaper. Right. Like she'd sit there for hours wrapping them on. <laughs> Or our bread, remember the Brennan's um, bread, the wrapper? Like, I, no, I you never did. Wrapped. You never did. You never I, had. Yeah, yeah, or brown paper bags. Brown paper what? bags, oh I can God. remember. Wallpaper, I yeah. can remember. Bread wrappers. Bread, the Brennan's bread wrapper. And, like, my mom used to wrap <laughs> some of my copy books or the books. We used to get them all secondhand down in um, the shop there. Was it called the shelf, maybe? Yeah. And she'd go in there, she'd buy them all, and she'd wrap them up. And there'd be about it'd be like 14 layers of wrapping paper or whatever. And my mom would wrap over that then again. And off I'd go then. We sat down to... Um, <laughs> that was the one thing I could never get my head around. How they needed the copies covered. Like, come on here. I, and you know they actually do a service that in Douglas I actually got it done last year where they wrap the books now or the workbooks oh, yeah. are you it's oh they do but I don't yeah. mind it for, I don't mind it for a textbook or for a workbook for, but I yeah, for yeah. copies was just ridiculous ridiculous I know my mum used to wrap all them as well yeah I remember in wallpaper the, uh, <laughs> the wallpaper Jesus your, your, in your school bag was like your sitting room wall <laughs> Oh, when you think oh back, for goodness like, sake, oh I know, I know. And times have changed, and now we could bring them down to these shops and they're wrapping it for us. Yeah, I think they, I think the last time I did that with the, with one of the kids was I bought the books and they said it's 50, 50 cents a book to cover them. I said, take them, take them, take them, take them. Do you know? <laughs> Oh my god! I remember it's your last year now, when I need to get the books and stuff for them. Like that, I went to that shop. I can't high school books is where yeah, I went. That's to that. right, yeah. They queue out the door, like around the car park, because everyone was like, "It's it's a really handy service." Yeah, <laughs> it was such a handy. We all went for. We were all like, "Yeah, yeah, wrap them, wrap them." But um, game changer. We're actually coming along so far. Like, yeah, I remember my poor young one. She got she got books covered in Christmas paper one year because that's all I could find. There's Santi on a religion book (laughs) in the middle of March. Exactly. Come here. I know that you yourself and Brenda have a show as part of the podcast festival at the Opera House. How's it going for you? Brilliant. I think we have about 20 tickets now um, left to sell, and we're after selling out the Opera House. So it's a huge achievement. That's deadly. That's deadly. When's it on? Friday night, Friday night at 8 o'clock in the Cork Opera House. All right, well, good luck with that. That's the Left on Red podcast, part of the Cork Podcast Festival. That's Julie and uh, Brenda. I'm amazed. I'm delighted for them both. Um, They've sold out the podcast festival show, all bought. That's good. Oh, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. But Julie will be off for a... A full Irish when she drops the kids off to school next week. Do does life return once the kids go back to school? We we'll probably dig deeper into this next week. Um, some people get fierce emotional when the kids go off to school. Actually, I must say, it's always been out there now for what it's worth. Do you know what annoys me? Because I think it's not. It's a silly thing to do. All these little photos, they're so cute. The cuteness overload of all the kids on Facebook and Instagram and other TikTok next week. Little, small, little five-year-old, little uniform and 
Looks great. Looks so cute. Would you, for goodness sake, be careful of your security settings, particularly on Facebook. If you're putting the picture of the child up on Facebook, would you make absolutely sure of the security settings? It's something we might actually look into next week because I know people are going to do it. I know people are going to do it. You can tell them not to. You're wasting your time. They're going to do it. How do you protect yourself? If you want to show off the, the little one first day at school, that's great, big proud moment for you. In 20 years' time, she'll go, what the hell were you thinking, ma'am? But you know yourself, how do you stay safe if you're going to do that next week? Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. And are you as eager for the day they go back as Julie is? Premier League Live's back at the weekend. Saturday from midday at 96fm.ie, powered by TalkSport. Trevor and the crew with live coverage of three big ones again this weekend. Bournemouth against Spurs, that's half 12 on Saturday. Arsenal v Fulham at three. And Brighton against West Ham at half past five. Plus everything else from the day's action as it happens. Premier League Live online with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen you're listening Saturday on the Cork's 96FM app or go to 96FM.ie. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cork's 96FM. Yeah, I had been looking at going back to the Iron Man story at some point this morning, but there haven't really been any developments so we may come back to it. We will come back to it, I've no doubt, on a future date. And um, whatever's happening is being updated in news on the hour. But you've got this situation now between Iron Man, the organisers, and Triathlon Ireland, the governing body. You remember yesterday morning we chatted about it with Ralph Regal at the Independent. The governing body said on Monday night, "Look, we told them we couldn't sanction the swim." because the water conditions were dangerous. We told them we couldn't sanction it. Then the organisers hit back with, we only found that out after the swim. There's been no kind of further developments either way. The guards have said they're still investigating as an accident and putting together a file for the coroner and all of that. Uh, There's no criminal element to, to the gather investigation at this point. But there definitely are different versions of events and who said what to whom and when. So many questions still to be asked and answered there. There is, and it gives me an opportunity to mention it again, there is a vigil tomorrow night uh, in memory of the late Brendan Walls and Ivan Chittenden, the two men who died. It'll be held at 7 o'clock tomorrow night at Green Park in Yall, and you're asked to please bring a candle or a torch. There has been an accident in the tunnel on the southbound bore of the tunnel. Both lanes currently blocked. Motorists on the approaches from the N25, M8 and N8 should divert through the city. Please take care on approach. That's an accident very recently, in fact, in the tunnel. I just hope no one's too badly hurt there. Hope, hope no one's hurt at all. 0818969696. And Chloe O'Donovan, you want us to help you to... Get the message out there about, I love the name of it, the Boozeless Bjors. Who are they? Morning. Hello, how are you? Great. Who are the Boozeless <laughs> Bjors? You're one of them, I'm told. 
I'm hoping so, yeah. There's a, a bit of debate at the minute, though, how Bjors is spelt. So I think I might have to change that down the line, <laughs> how, the, how I've done the spelling of Bjors. <laughs> yeah, we, we think it's B-E-O-U-R, we think. Yeah, yeah, a few people have said that. I grew up in the north side of Cork City, and that's just always how I've spelt it. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's correct. It's just been how I've spelt it. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Grand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could nearly ask every second Bure walking up and down the street there how to spell it, and they probably give you a different spelling. But, th- but there you go. That's the beauty of it. It's our own word. But you want to start, or you have started, the Booze and the Bures. Yes, I started up the page yesterday. Um, and it's have it's I've gotten a great response. It's been fantastic, um, and I'm really excited. Um, and the cafe down across, it's called Mayo Cafe, mm. down across from Funky Skunk. They've agreed to host our first kind of meetup on the 10th of September, and they've even offered to do it from half six to half eight. And the cafe normally closes at seven, so it means we'll have the cafe to ourselves. 10th of um, September. So that's that's, that's like two weeks Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so who do you, who is this for? Who is this group for? For the way I look at it and what I'm hoping is, is for anyone that feels like they either want to stop drinking, maybe they already have stopped drinking, or they're just curious of what their life could be without alcohol. Um, There's no rules. You don't have to be not drinking for any period of time. Um, You just have to be sober when you come to the events and preferably have an interest in maybe wanting to either quit drinking or cut cut down your drinking. What's your own um, drinking story? Um, so I actually quit drinking, I was about three years ago, and I was off for nearly a year. It was never conscious, to be honest with you. I just kind of stopped drinking. And then I ended up going back drinking, and I have been for the last year. And a couple of weeks ago, I just, I don't know what made me think about it. I was just thinking more and more over a few months, reading different books. And I was going, why am I putting this into my body when it's it's not affecting me positively? Like the few hours of having a tipsy buzz wasn't worth the impacts of having the hangover for days later and even worse so the impacts and the negative impacts of my mental health. Mm. Um, and it's like, something Chloe, I was would you be Would you have been a, a heavy drinker or a many nights a week drinker no. or just someone who went out Saturday night and overdid it? What would you be? Yeah, honestly, no, I would have never drank daily. Um, like if I was with my partner and we went for dinner, I might have had one or two glasses of wine. Um, but if I was out with my friends, I would have been a binge drinker. But that could have been once a week or once every two weeks. I wasn't like someone that drank every single day, thankfully. I never had like a physical addiction to alcohol, but it definitely physically impacted me and absolutely mentally and emotionally and how I just couldn't recover. And I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me. Rather than questioning this drug I was putting into my body, I was questioning me why I couldn't be okay after it. But it's normal to not be okay after it. Just like many people aren't okay after taking many different types of drugs. Alcohol is a drug. So for it not to agree with you, we have this thing in our society that we question the person, that there has to be something wrong with the person, that they can't take this, that it doesn't agree with them, there's something wrong with them. Mm. But that's not the case. It's it's a drug. So it's normal for it not to agree with you. It's actually maybe a good thing that it doesn't because then it brings it into question that you'll stop. Yeah, yeah. So you just so, decided, yeah. right, I'm stopping and that's it. Yeah, and I am a very, like I done the same, I quit smoking fags five years ago. And I done the same thing. I just woke up one day and stopped. I think everything starts with a decision and you just make the decision and never question it. I think if you start going into the if, if, but, whens and whys, would it be different this time? Could it be? 
I think that's when you fall into a loop. Whereas for me, I find you just make a decision and in your mindset, that's it. This is what I'm doing. It's what's best for me and stick with it. Now, of course, I know that can't be possible for everybody, especially if people have a physical addiction. But for what I like to call myself and other people like an in-between drinker, where you wouldn't feel like programs and Mm. fellowships would be something that you need but you are going out drinking on the weekends or whenever it is you're drinking and it's negatively impacting you yeah. and, um, and Chloe do you do you consider yourself now to be someone who isn't drinking at the moment or is never going to drink again I tell myself and everyone else I'm a non-drinker the same way I tell everyone that I'm a non-smoker yeah so I have no intentions of ever drinking again Right. Um, but does that mean you're anti-drink, no? No, like what other people choose to do with themselves and their bodies is their call. I just think that as a society, we should be looking at alcohol a little bit differently and questioning it. It's the only drug in the world that people take so freely and it's just so normal. It's it's actually abnormal to stop, which is really interesting, you know? Yeah. And it's the only addictive substance in the world that has like an aholic onto it, you know? There's no such thing as a smokeaholic. They're just a smoker. Yeah. Um, we so it's 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 interesting how we look at it, not just in Ireland, but as a world, we look at alcohol so differently to every other drug when it has the same psychoactive effects as many drugs. Mm. And in fact, even if you wanted to fact check me, but it it actually kills more people than any other hardcore drug no, in the world. Don't have to fast don't have to fact check that node for sure. But would yeah. you have considered yourself Sober, there's a big, there's a big movement out there now. Sober, curious. W- would you have been yes. sober, curious? Yes, definitely, definitely. I feel like when I quit last time, I was actually on medication at the time for my mental health, so they advised me to come off alcohol. So I came off for that reason. So it was a different reason. It wasn't a choice. It was more like a have to, you know, and mm. um, which I think makes a big difference. And ever since I went back drinking about a year ago, I've been reading books. Um, and it was around May this year. Uh, I had an Amazon delivery every second week. <laughs> and I was listening to audio books and just really getting involved in just questioning it. I hadn't even decided I was going to stop yet. I was just welcoming the questioning. Was there one book and in particular that sort of made you think? Um, there was the Anne Grace, The Snaked Mind. I think it's Annie Grace, sorry, okay. uh, The Snaked Mind. Um, it's quite a heavy book to read, but I find the audio book quite good to listen to. Sure. And there's one more as well. I can't remember the author's name, but it's called Quit Like a Woman. And that was a great book. Okay. Okay. So Boozless Bures, I love the name, I have to say. Boozless <laughs> Bures will meet for the first time Sunday, 10th of December in Mayo Cafe on Pope's Quay. The only stipulation is you got to be sober coming in the door. Yeah, exactly. And the cafe itself does serve wine, but anyone that's attending the event, um, we would be asking them not to drink wine at the event. Even if you're not fully certain that you want to be sober yet or you're just interested, we'd ask you to respect other members there and the, the group and the event that you wouldn't consume alcohol while being at the event. Where are you hoping this might lead, Chloe? Just future meetups. We have the opportunity with this cafe to have it as a monthly occurrence there. So I'd love to be able to do that and then do more active stuff. Like I'd love to do some hikes and I'd be open to swim, uh, sea swims, even though I've never done one myself. I'm open to it. (laughs) (laughs) And 
hopefully retreats maybe even down the line you know okay. I used to love I love going away with my friends but majority of my friends drink so going away with them means drinking even my own hen is coming up in September and I'll be the only one there not drinking so it would be great if down the line we could do retreats with other people yeah. that don't want to drink either Okay, well, we'll see where it goes. Good luck with it, uh, if anyone. Boozeless Bjors is the, like you say, you're struggling with the, with the spelling, but is, is there a Facebook page or an Instagram? <laughs> it's Instagram, and it's Boozeless Bjors, uh, spelled B-E-U-R-S <laughs> for now, but um, it could be changed. Right, it'll come up, it'll come up on a search. Chloe, thank you. Good luck with it. That's uh, Chloe O'Donovan. Foundering, founder of Boozeless Bjors, which she only launched yesterday and says she's a huge interest in that event on the 10th of September. 0818 96 96 96. I, I was going to read this today, but it'll be tomorrow now. If you've had some damage done, remember I told you a story earlier in the summer. My daughter was driving home one night and this guy careered into the side of the car with an electric scooter and then headed off down the, the laneway and she with no way of finding out who he was or where he was from and it did a little bit of damage to the car. She with no way of, of, of doing anything with that. Um, in fairness to the guards, the guard we reported to the Bridewell guard in there was brilliant. He did his absolute best but she, there was no finding you, man. There was no finding. I've had a very interesting email from Jen who's really upset about about a similar incident, a very similar incident. So I'll get that to that tomorrow. The tunnel is clear both car and truck have been pulled away from the tunnel. Quick and final reminder that it all starts next Monday morning, 8.15, sending you and a friend to support Ireland on the world stage. Three nights in Paris, return flights, gold category tickets for Ireland versus South Africa, Stade de France in Paris, September 23rd. The winning starts on Monday. All right, that is it, though, for today. Programme edited by Emer O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you for joining what's been a very busy conversation. In whatever way you did, we'll talk to you tomorrow, just after nine. Join the conversation. This is The Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cork's 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.